Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. I'm your host, Stephen Brown. Just me. No Ben anymore. At least not on a weekly basis. We will have him back at some point. I'm sure he'll want to come on and talk. Um, Today, I talked about being well-rounded. Talked about being well-rounded in different parts of life, whether it be your work life, your personal life, your social life. Talked about different levels of being well-rounded, whether it's in athleticism, whether it's how principled you are, whether it's being smart, articulate, all of those things. So, I had fun with it. I don't think I give her too much. Let's get to the episode. Before we do, please take some time to rate, review, share. If you don't follow on Instagram, it's O2EJourney. I'm at Steve Brown in the number eight. Give us a follow. I'd love to hear from you on there or in any other way you want to reach out. Hello and welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary where I'm doing my second, actually third podcast without Ben. I recorded a second one last week and somehow managed to screw up the soundboard and the technical side of things. So when it came to editing and uploading, I could not get it to sound to the quality that I wanted you guys to experience. So I was in Las Vegas for my 40th last weekend, didn't have the stuff with me to record again so I was going to do it last week but it didn't work out to where I had the time to make it happen. Travel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were crazy between work and coaching high school soccer so we skipped a week and I'm okay with it. Hopefully you guys are. Hopefully I don't lose everybody that listens but that's why there wasn't a podcast last week. There was one. The quality sucks. If I can ever find a way to bring it back up I will probably release it, it's in the archives, Um, but today I'm going to record on a different topic. I don't think last week's was my best work either. So here we go, number two, but technically number three without Ben, and I think I have a good topic today. So today I'm going to talk about being well-rounded. This is something that I think I am. So being well-rounded is important. And it's important for a lot of reasons. It's important because a well-rounded person is somebody that is going to thrive in society. It's someone that's going to be more attractive to be around. It's going to be someone that you might want to spend the rest of your life with from a relationship standpoint. So let's start off with what I think it means to be well-rounded. And I'm going to touch on a few different places here. So athletically well-rounded. I've, I've always prided myself on being athletic. My, my brothers are like that as well. I grew up in a pretty competitive household. Um, mostly soccer, some basketball thrown in there. Now we talk about golf and we compete about golf and, and everything. But six boys in a household, essentially everything was about competing. And I believe that being athletically well-rounded is about having the capability to perform in more than one discipline. So I know wonderful golfers who are not athletic in other ways. They can swing a golf club. I know wonderful soccer players who don't play any other sports and can't play any other sports. Uh, Super coordinated, super athletic in certain ways, but it doesn't transfer well to other places. So a goal of mine has always been to be well-rounded athletically. So run, jump, throw, catch, kick, all of those things. Be agile, be somewhat flexible i'm not the most flexible it's something i've worked on for a long time and we're getting there i guess but my chiropractor will tell you 
I'm not the most flexible. So athletically, I think being well-rounded is going to benefit everyone. Um, being smart, I think that's part of being well-rounded. Being smart to the point that you know a little bit about a lot as opposed to a lot about just a little bit. We know lots of people that are very, very smart in a specific field, but then we learn that they don't necessarily have what's called the quote-unquote soft skills to transfer that knowledge to something that can be successful in other places. So being smart is important, but being smart in a multitude of places and topics is more important. All right, next part about being well-rounded is articulate. I've always prided myself, and this is something that I'm going to give kudos to my mum for. We used to get in trouble. Again, I'm going to go back to my brothers and I. We used to get in trouble when we talked with slang terms. So in Scotland, if I was to play a recording of the people I grew up with speaking now, most Americans would think it was a different language. Most Americans do think it's a different language. Often, the first day that my family visits here, they're hard for me to understand, never mind other people. Now, I get there, um, but I think being articulate is so important and being articulate in a way that can be understood across geo geographical boundaries. So if you're from London and you come to Scotland, you'll be understood. If you're from Scotland and you go to London, it's going to be a little harder for you to be understood if you're talking with colloquial terms and slang terms. So being articulate, again, I'm going back to my mum used to give us in trouble for using slang terms. So we've always been well-spoken, my brothers and I. And it's something that I really, really appreciate now. And I pride myself on the fact that I can speak. I can speak intelligently. I can speak in many different ways to many different people from many different walks of life. And you can tone things up and you can tone things down. But being articulate is a huge part of being well-rounded. And I think being principled, all right? So being a well-rounded person means that you have principles, you have lines, and you have um, standards that you will not accept less than. And if you see your principles being brought into question, you're going to stand up to the people that are doing that, and you're going to stand up for yourself and the people that you care and love for. I guess if I was to encapsulate being well-rounded into just one term, I would say that it's being skilled, capable, and knowledgeable in a lot of different areas. And that can be work-related, it can be personal life-related, you know, you can be a computer geek by day and love to go camping, hiking, and fishing at night and, and on weekends. That's okay. It's absolutely 100% good to be skilled in multiple different areas. And something I would preface this with, being well-rounded and skilled in a lot of different places doesn't mean unfocused or scattered. It means that you have broadened your scope in certain ways to grow and learn and be able to transcend different parts of your life and maybe bring them together in certain ways and maybe keep them completely compartmentalized at different times as well. So examples. Let me give you an example of some of the less well-rounded people I've come across in my life. And I think these are good examples for, for, for at least food for thought. So I went to school with obviously a lot of different kids in Scotland. 
And the ones that I see doing good, successful things now, and I include myself in that, are the ones that were well-rounded, the ones that had a ton of interest, were busy, were doing things with different friend groups, all right? But I think often of the kids that didn't have interests outside of hanging out with their friends, maybe drinking, smoking, doing that stuff. So that's one major, major um one major group that I would focus on. The other group that I would focus on from my school times, again, back in Scotland, would be, I guess, the music kids. And I don't know a better way to put it than that. They were so focused on music, shows, the things that they were doing. And it was extracurricular activity, so it's good that they weren't getting into other things. But there was no interest in any kind of athletics. There was no interest in any kind of... Um, and I mean participating in athletics, no interest in watching sport, no interest in anything other than going and playing their instruments, going and doing those things. And this is a personal experience for me. I remember because when I tried to be interested in the music department and be part of that group, I was almost shunned because I was an outsider, because I had other interests. When, when a music teacher tells you that you can't learn an instrument because you play a sport and you're expected to give all of your time and all of your dedication to one thing. And again, this is my personal experience. This isn't limited to just music. This is a, applied broadly. If someone expects you to only be interested in one thing and only give your time to one thing, run and keep running and tell someone not to talk to that person. Tell someone that that's bad advice. Get that person found out and, and move on. So... I also think about individually, so the, the two sports that I really focused on were, were football, soccer to you Americans, and basketball. And those sports for me, I think of the less well-rounded players that I played with, um, and even dabbled with being one of those players at certain times, but obviously realised that it makes more sense for me to be able to do everything on a field or everything on a court, and be able to play in multiple different spots. So I think a goal scorer is for one in football. So it's an it's a skill, it's an art form to be in the right place at the right time and score a goal in soccer. Often, those players that have that skill have the knack to be in the right place and score goals. They do not make for good teammates. And I'm not saying all. I'm just saying that often that player is selfish, only works when the ball's in their area, doesn't track back and help defend, wants the glory because they're used to getting those goals and getting the plaudits and doesn't want to give. Therefore, maybe they're not as unselfish as they should be on or off the the field of play. So just a thought, um, you know, I realized maybe at 12 or 13 that being the guy that scored all of the points in the basketball game or scored all the goals didn't necessarily make me the best player that I could be. And being a well-rounded player would and I apply this to Michael Jordan. The reason I think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time is because he won scoring titles and he won defensive titles. He won literally titles at both ends of the, the floor. So yeah, he was the highest scorer, but he was always working hard in defense. You know, he had assists. His assist totals were through the roof as well at certain times. Um, so I won't hear an argument that any player, including Kobe Bryant, who, as you know, is beloved to me, is even close to Michael. 
Kobe's a number two as far as I'm concerned, but not close to Michael. So just something to think about there. Another analogy that I had that I thought of was the uh, boxer versus an MMA fighter. Now, I grew up on boxing. My brother Kevin and I, we still talk about boxing all the time. We love it, right? And boxing is a unique discipline within martial arts in that you're, you're really focused on one part and it's just striking. You've got boxing gloves on, you can't hold, you can't clench, you can't kick, you can't wrestle. So being a great boxer, you're a great fighter, but you're not a complete fighter. And the analogy I would use is an MMA fighter, so someone who is well-rounded. Yeah, they can strike. They're not the best striker, but they can hit. They can wrestle. They're not the best wrestler, but they can do it competently or above average. They might be really into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They've, they've, they've mastered that. Um, they can kick. They can block. They can do all these things that a boxer doesn't have to do. There's a reason that Conor McGregor boxed Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather didn't get into the octagon with Conor McGregor. It's not a fair fight. And in life, my goal is to be like an MMA fighter. And I think everybody should aspire somewhat to be well-rounded like an MMA fighter. Not going out and picking fights. Again, we're using an analogy here. As an MMA fighter in life, I'm able to deal with multiple different disciplines throughout the day and make myself better. I know that I'm secure because I can do all these different things as opposed to focusing on one thing and only specializing in one area. So I think of all of those, the mixed martial arts analogy is probably the best one. Um, but just think about that. And if you're not into mixed martial arts and you don't know who Conor McGregor is, I don't know what planet you're on, but you can look it up. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of benefits to being well-rounded. And I mentioned some of these, but essentially the reason I want to be well-rounded is I want to be able to transcend different parts of life. So social circles. I can't imagine only having one social circle, only spending time with the same people day in and day out. It doesn't mean that I don't love the people that I keep close and that I spend the most time with, but dear God, I need a break from them from time to time. And I tell them when I need a break. I tell them when I don't want to hang out. I tell them when I'm going to go home and just be by myself or I already have plans and I know that that person's skill set doesn't transcend social circles. So I can't bring them around those people. Or maybe their political views can't be brought into a certain social circle because they don't know how to not try and force their opinions onto other people. There's a difference between a conversation and forcing your opinion on someone. I'm always about having good conversations and transcending those social circles. Yeah, you're from a different place. Yeah, you have a different viewpoint. Yeah, you have a different set of experiences that got you to that place and, sh and uh, created that viewpoint. But it doesn't mean that we have to try and force each other to see the other one's point of view. Willing to share, willing to hear, but we don't have to. We don't have to force it on each other. So, same thing can be said in work departments. Again. I always try and know, so if I go back to the sporting analogies, I wanted to be able to play every position on the field at least competently. I wanted to know what was expected of the defenders if I was playing attack and vice versa. 
okay, in the workplace, you should try and understand every department that you work with. You should try and understand every challenge that those people deal with. I'm not saying you need to be there and solving them. I'm not saying you need to be involved in everything. I'm just saying that if you don't understand how the departments around you work, if you haven't taken the time to learn, how are you supposed to work together? How are you supposed to work together efficiently is more to the point. So social circles and workplaces and departments, we should be looking to transcend all of these things. We should be looking, and again, I don't want this to sound preachy or like I'm pontificating, but it's certainly what I hope for. So for me, this this my eyes were open to this when I when I signed my very first difficult, complex deal. I didn't understand what underwriting we're going to be looking for. I didn't understand what the people that deployed the equipment needed from me to get the equipment to work the way it was supposed to work. And it was an absolute cluster. That was a learning point for me to then jump back in. On the next one, I'm going to get this right. So I learned what underwriting needs for certain businesses what criteria do we have to meet which what can i do to make this smoother same for the the equipment people i didn't know all right i'm going to learn about this equipment what equipment can and will work what connectors do we need how do we get everything deployed in a successful manner so that it's a pain-free install again this is personal to me but if you take that as a broader concept and apply it in different places i think you'll find that life is better, work is easier, and the people that you work with appreciate you more. Um, I always want to be able to transcend topics of conversation. And just to throw a few examples out there, places. I'm pretty well traveled. So often when people tell me they're from California, I say, well, where in California? Oh, you wouldn't know it, is the answer I get. Well, you might be surprised. I bet I do know it. I bet I've been there. Again, I'm well traveled. I've been to a lot of places. I've experienced a lot of places, even if it's just a layover in a in an airport, I can say, oh, I've been there, I've done that. Or I've been to the airport, haven't seen much outside of that. Tell me what you like about it. But I want to be able to talk to people about places. I want to be able to talk to people about activities. By no means am I a master archer, but I love archery. I've done it often enough throughout my life that I can talk to people about it. I have a goofy way of holding the bow. I'm left-handed, or sorry, I'm right-handed, but I hold the bow left-handed. So, and, and if you're trying to figure out if you're left or right-handed holding the bow, I hold the bow with my right hand and draw back with my left hand. Again, something completely random, but when I talk to hunters and I tell them that, it's usually a way to start a conversation about hunting. I'm not a master hunter, but I like to eat meat, so there's common ground, right? Again, just examples, not saying this is your life, it's just an example from me. I want to be able to talk about places, like places, activities, food, another passion of mine. I want to try different foods from different cultures. I will say this, there's an Ethiopian restaurant in Spokane that I tried. Do not recommend it. It's like eating cardboard. For some reason, people here tend to love it. Um, tried it, I know now, not my thing. Okay, uh, but... Indian food, Thai food, Chinese food, Japanese. Um, I feel like I'm not being very uh, adventurous here, but I do try lots of different kinds of cuisines. 
a lot of the things that people won't eat, I'll at least try. Uh, I think where I draw the line is insects and, and arachnids. I don't want to go anywhere near that. But then I eat things with eight legs from the, the sea. So there we go. Um, cultures. Being able to transcend different cultures and give grace and understand that your experience and what you are and what you got from your culture isn't what other people have. America's the melting pot. And I've said this before, and I want to hammer this home. Regardless of what anybody in the media tells you and what people might believe in the street, take it from someone with experience of traveling and from a different country, different continent. America is the single most inclusive country on earth. There are other countries that are a little more focused on egalitarianism, i.e. women should have these rights and those rights. and But in terms of inclusiveness, there is not a country that is more forward-thinking and progressive than the U.S. And anybody that wants to challenge me on that, feel free to do so. Happy to have a conversation on it. Happy to give examples. Um, Jordan Peterson's a guy. If you haven't listened to him, check him out. He talks about this often in his lectures and goes on TV shows to talk about it a lot. But I want to experience new cultures. I want people to tell me about their cultures and their upbringing. One of my favorite places to do this, and this isn't a stereotype, um, or I guess it is, but it's not a bad stereotype, is when I'm in Uber cars, um, when I'm going places or I'm in new cities, I always want to know about people. They tend to ask about my accent, then I can start the conversation about them and their upbringing. Um, but I love learning about new cultures. And I think being able to transcend different cultures is a life skill that can really set everybody down a good path. Um, the other thing I would say is the benefit of being well-rounded is think about how often you miss out on conversations or you miss out on ma just wonderful opportunities because you have such a narrow focus, because you choose not to be interested in a culture or a food or an activity or a place. I always feel sorry for the people that when you walk in a restaurant, they're the, one, the, the difficult eaters because I often think that they just haven't been exposed to different kinds of foods. They've found what they like. They might have tried something one time. For instance, I don't like seafood. And I, I, I'm always blown away by that. And not, not allergy-based, but just, oh, I don't like seafood, the taste. Because I love seafood. And I know how often people say that. And I'm like, well, you haven't tried this and you haven't tried that. You haven't tried it fried. You haven't tried it baked. You haven't tried it sautéed, whatever it is. Um, how was it seasoned? What was it served with? Was it good fish? Was it bad fish? So I just think that by being well-rounded, you open yourself up to conversations and opportunities that if you have such a narrow focus and only stay in your lane, you're never going to have. All right. So there's also some life skills that I think are essential and fixable when it comes to being well-rounded. So really simple things. Cooking. Everybody should be able to cook. An easy way to start is learn how to cook something simple. There's all kinds of master classes. There's all kinds of YouTube videos now. There's no need to not be able to cook. Step-by-step -step guides. Don't use a book. Use a video. You see someone doing it. All right? Gordon Ramsay's out there doing it. Other people are doing it. But living off of tin food and easy-to-make ramen and pre-prepared crap that's all processed, that's no way to live life. Get out and learn to cook. 
I think that's an essential life skill and it's going to lead to you being a little more well-rounded even when it comes to picking your food in restaurants. Cleaning. This is another just home skill. Learn how to clean properly. There's nothing worse than going into someone's bathroom and realizing that it's filthy. There's nothing worse than going into someone's kitchen and going, I don't want to eat anything that comes out of this kitchen. All right? And then fixing things, being handy. Those three things will help you transcend multiple different situations within your life. And by fix things, I mean be handy. How many times have you heard someone saying, oh, I suck at cooking? Or, oh, I can't fix things. I'm not handy. Again, we have no excuse for not being handy. We have no excuse for not being able to cook. We certainly have no excuse for not being able to clean things properly. But fixing things. I promise, and I've done this, everything that you need to build, fix, do in the house, put together, whatever it is, there's a YouTube video that will show you how to do it. Learn how to do it. It's going to make you a more well-rounded person. Um, All right. As far as relationships go, I can track back times that relationships failed because I wasn't well-rounded. I wasn't being a well-rounded partner. Um, But beyond that, Um, within relationships I often get asked and Ben's asked me this on this podcast before and I I remember him being very surprised by the answer and he said well what's your type and what are you looking for and I told him I have no freaking idea I like tall girls short girls I like thicker girls I like skinnier girls I like all different colors different kinds of hair different kinds of interests And I just can't imagine narrowing your interests and people down to this is my type and that's what I want to date. And I used to have a type, I think, when I was young. And I realized that it really wasn't my type because once I I got past the uh, physical attributes that I liked, I realized that it was more behavior-based. It was more, and I'm not saying I'm not shallow. I still appreciate an attractive woman as much as the next guy. What? What I'm saying is that you realize that there's way more to relationships than just how someone looks and what their initial um, what their initial impression on you was. So just something to think about. I think it would be really boring to go through life with a type for everything. Now, this is my type for women. This is my type for, for uh, this is the kind of phone I like. This is the kind of computer I like. It's like, no, get out of that box. Try different things. Experience different things. Even if you don't like them and you were right, at least you've got validation now. But it doesn't mean that the next time something's different and able to be tried that you don't try that too. Um, Know what you like, but explore, I guess, is the the motto of the story there. So as I was doing this there was a quote that sprang to mind and the person I got the quote from will remain anonymous it was actually in their tagline on Instagram and I liked the quote the quote when I saw it originally probably five six years ago it's still there I think um I haven't checked but I changed the quote I made it my own I took half of the quote and changed it so their quote was be interested in everything but committed to nothing and I didn't like the committed to nothing thing I thought it, it it was kind of aloof. It was it was very uh, I don't know polarizing, and I thought I know anybody listening to this is going wait you're scared of being polarizing, um, but 
sometimes I, I don't like to be polarizing. There's some issues that are polarizing. I don't think I am per se. Um, but the quote is be interested. My quote, the way I changed it, was be interested in everything, but committed to what makes you better. Again, that's very, very centered on me. It's how I want to do life. It doesn't need to be how you do life. But that is my life motto now. Be interested in everything, but committed to what makes you better. I want to learn about people. I want to learn about things and places and cultures and foods and all this different stuff and travel. But I'm only going to commit to what makes me better, to what improves my day-to-day. So, yeah, I guess the overarching moral of this, um, and I'm getting close to 28 minutes so I'm doing better than the, the the first couple because it was hard to talk without Ben. I actually wrote out a framework for this one. But I guess the overarching moral of this story is explore, grow, learn, and put yourself in uncomfortable situations to be a better, more well-rounded person. So took me 30 minutes to get there, give or take. But that's what I want to focus on. I hope you guys get some value from that. I hope that when you're listening to this, you can go, yeah, I can see why it makes sense to be a bit more well-rounded. I'm going to explore this. I'm going to I'm going to open myself up to that possibility. All right. But don't be the person that walks in a restaurant predefined that you're going to order the same thing you order there that you order at every other restaurant you go to. Try something. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. Go somewhere you wouldn't normally go. Speak to someone that maybe you wouldn't normally speak to and expand the horizon a little bit. Learn something today, all right? Because I'll tell you, there is nothing in my life that is much more fulfilling than when I talk to people and they mention a place or a thing or something that I can share a moment with them, that I've experienced that, okay? I've been there, I've done that, I've seen that, I've tasted that. Or the flip side, wow, I have never been there. I've never done that. I've never tasted that. I've never experienced that. Can you share your experience with me? Both ways, your life is enriched. Both ways, you become a more well-rounded person. Because even if you haven't experienced it, you either decide you want to experience it based on theirs, or you become more of a well-rounded person because you decide that you don't want to experience it based on someone else's experience. I would probably go for the first one. Don't rule things out based on other people's experience. I would always want to experience something rather than not experience it. So there we are. Going to let you guys go. That is 30 minutes of me gibbering, give or take. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other.